We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run, always chasing, never stopping. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Excellence. How are you, Ben? I'm doing excellent, Patrick. Thank you. Fantastic. Today we are returning to our Hopper Talk format. Hopper Talk is when I source relatively random questions from the internet, often from Reddit, um, and use it as an excuse to kind of have a free-form conversation with you to see where you and I agree, where we disagree, uh, and to have a little bit of fun. So we've got five questions, as we often do. Ready to go? Let's do it. All right. First question. What relatively popular thing do you genuinely not understand? I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, well, there's one, th- I, I have a real answer, but that what you just said popped another one is I don't understand the popularity of Reddit. Like that, like, yep. where you, yep. I don't understand it at all. Actually, where you just go in and you just like, it's like you gossip on the internet. I don't know. It seems what it is, but my real answer is, well, it's kind of, celebrity gossip Mm. like the fact that there's like magazines dedicated to just like what did ben affleck and jennifer garner have for breakfast jennifer Uh, lopez i don't even i don't know who's married to anymore like this is (laughs) jennifer lopez was he ever married to jennifer garner yeah previously he likes jennifer ben and jen's (laughs) ben and the jen's uh so that's the biggest one for me is like celebrity gossip as a whole like i just like Yep. Who's dating who? You know, people like people are like, did you hear that so and so got divorced? It's like, I, I don't know. It's like I I don't see the attraction to celebrities in general, and certainly not in terms of like anything that doesn't have a meaning on real life. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not even gossip. Maybe it's celebrity status. Period. Like I just don't really. It doesn't do a whole lot for me. That's the celebrity thing. Yeah. Mine's similar, but, but, uh, what's inter- what, what I started thinking about with this question, and I think it's, it's a worthwhile exercise, but, I, and so I'll kind of throw it out there to see, like one of the things that oftentimes when we say like, Oh, like, I don't, I don't get that. I don't understand that. A lot of times I feel like it is possible to at least understand intellectually why somebody might be into that thing. Right. And so I started like, as I was coming up with an answer to this, I, I was like, the first thing that came to mind, similar to your Reddit thing is just TikTok. Like I don't, but oh, then I was that's like, like okay, the default it's not answer. That, yeah. 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 It's not, I don't think it's that I, I don't genuinely understand why that's popular. I just, just I don't think I just genuinely care yeah. <laughs> in the same way that other people do. And I think Reddit is similar to that. Um, like I can get myself again, intellectually, I can get myself to a place where like, oh, I understand why 15 to 20 second videos ad nauseum forever of people dancing or singing or do like, I get why that distraction is enjoyable. I'm just choosing, I just choose not to engage in it, but I can understand it. And so as I started to come up, like I started to think about the list of things that I, that I would answer to this question. I was like, oh, okay. I kind of understand that. Like one of the answers I had originally was like just cynicism. Like I genuinely don't Mm -hmm. understand that. But then it's like, I guess I understand why that's, I I guess I I understand why people 
choose as much as they feel like they're choosing to be cynics or to be cynical. And so what I, I kept crossing things off the list. And, th and then one I came back, to, I came to where I genuinely don't understand the popularity is similar to yours, which is, but it's, it's reality TV. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you think about like, okay, like I get, uh, I just want to be distracted. I don't want to think about things. I want to, I want to, you know, whatever, disengage from work and life and whatever. But then I was like, okay, but there are so many more things that you could do that have some shred of use or value or entertainment, something that is not Bravo I, reality shows. Uh, <laughs> so you just lumped in Bravo. Forget about like, just, I don't understand Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter watches The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Yeah. I genuinely don't understand that. Like right. I'm with you on that. Um, yeah, you know, as you're talking about, you know what? Like, and you were like, I just can't like, I like that. Like I can sort of understand that. I can sort of understand. You know what else I just can't understand the popularity of? <laughs> like light, crappy beer. It's so bad. <laughs> like Coors Light or Bud Light or Natty Light. Like yep. how would somebody ever, like, how is that a thing? Like how does, like, I can sort of understand like, People are into like IPAs or like the the stouts or the Guinnesses or but the other like the really cheap crappy beers, they're I don't get it. I I'm we're gonna lose half of our listeners that are like, no, it's the best. But yeah. All the people that are, but, people so that are you not get it lights watching The Bachelorette, scrolling through TikTok, <laughs> reading People magazine. Uh, and Reddit. And Reddit. Um right. So do you not, so I don't drink, I don't drink anything, but I especially don't drink beer. Is it because the taste is like, yeah, no, it's because the taste, not it's any terrible. Good? Okay. Yeah. Especially okay. Okay. maybe it's because I was like, that's what I drank in college. And I can just remember like drinking sometimes like it warm and it's like, it's, um, I'm scarred. <laughs> so now that you have a choice of something other than light beer, you don't understand. I just don't understand beer light, light beer, beer anymore. Yeah. Besides, I guess that's just reading. But like, you see people that aren't like that have the means drinking it. And I just can't get it. Like, like coming home and be like, oh, I just need a, I just, oh, I can't wait to have my Coors Light. Oh, I was just reading, I was just reading, it was in a, a, a big surprise, a branding positioning book. And I was reading about like when they first came out, I think it was Miller Light. I'm trying to, I don't remember exactly what the first kind of light yeah. beer was. And the idea was was they came up with this with this new category of beer, right? There all these all these beers. They were trying to figure out how can we make something um, that would that is different enough that we kind of get to create our own category. And the idea was like diet beer. Yeah, right. <laughs> and like can't call it diet beer, so they called it. I think it was Miller Light. I don't think it was Coors Light. I think it was Miller Light. But the the pitch or the 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 marketing was like was the idea that. It's light beer. It's diet beer. So because you love beer so much, you can drink more of it now. Taste great, less filling. That was their slug line. That was, a, that was the slogan. Yeah. Taste great. Remember those, like, do you remember those commercials where they had half the stadium would chant like, taste great. Oh, I vaguely do, yeah. Go, less filling. Taste great. Yeah. Less filling. But it's funny. It's just the same marketing as like so much health food. It's well, like, that's it's, actually it's like or, or, taste great, less filling. It's gluten-free, so eat more of it. Taste great, less filling could be the tagline for any processed food. Like that's what processed yep. food is. It tastes great and it doesn't fill you up. So you have more of it. Yeah. So you get to eat more of it or drink more of it. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Light beer and reality TV and Reddit. Bravo. And TikTok and celebrities. And Bravo. <laughs>
I love this. I think the first time we did this, we ended up just talking like old men. Um, it's like it's, it's like a hopper talk. It's like brought us it's back like to old grumpy. It's like grumpy old men. Episode. <laughs> grumpy old men. <laughs> All right. We'll leave that one be. Next question. What should be free? You go first. I'll go first on this one. Um, okay. So what should be free? What I came to think was what I think should be free is uh, high speed internet at home. I think access to high-speed internet is good or bad. The internet is good or bad. We can have that debate. That's a different debate. But it's 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 not quite, but it's almost as, as important as water coming through your tap. <laughs> Again, not quite. Yeah. It's not quite there. But, man, it's pretty darn close, and it's not going to get less important as the world goes on, as the years go on. And so uh, – I think that should be free. I think that that's something that if everybody has access to it on an equal basis, I think things get better. That's a great answer. I'm going to take a different spin on this though. Cool. Nothing. Mm, yep. There's no such thing as free. Everything has a cost. Mm -hmm. Like Adam Smith, whoever came up with it, the, you know, fought the economics, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Like, Yep. You know, and your water in your tap is not free. Someone's paying for that. Right. And you might not be paying for it well directly, but inherently you are. So as I think about this, you know, what should be free? Freedom should be free. Freedom of speech, freedom to live your life the way you want to, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But when you think about it, that's the least free thing in the world. We have to defend that with the lives of our young soldiers. Like that's so expensive. And then things like water, electricity, whatever you say should be free. Well, we are paying for that. Someone is paying for that somewhere. So I don't mm -hmm. believe it's what we talk about in this podcast all the time. I don't believe in free. I think that it's the realization that there's trade-offs. And what are you willing to trade off? Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. If there was something that should be free, it's bags on the airport, on the airplane. They should not be able to <laughs> charge you extra for bringing a bag on the plane. Like get, charge me an extra $20 on the ticket when I buy the ticket. I hate added fees. Grumpy old men. <laughs> we were talking about that in the... I think the previous one, we talked about the voicemail thing. Yeah, right. A, a good friend of mine sent me a text. I'm going to forget exactly what it was. But he, I think he said, because he listened to it, he was like, tell Ben, if you hit the star, you skip right to the like the end of that oh, voicemail message and cool. you can leave your message. I think that's what it is. There's like a there's a yeah. there's a quick hack or a quick shortcut, um, <laughs> which I laughed at. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't disagree with you. I, I certainly that I certainly agree with the idea that nothing is free and uh, we are paying for the water that comes through the pipes. It's just, we don't pay for it like we pay for cable or like we pay for the internet where we pay for it on a monthly basis to, you know, spectrum or whatever. You know, like here's my rant again, still um, last time um, Heather booked a flight when she booked it, the price was for booking the flight. And then once you booked the flight mm -hmm. and you pay for it, you then had to pay extra to have a seat on that flight, not pick like an upgraded seat. <laughs> you had to pay extra to get 
a seat, like any seat you had to pay extra for. It's getting crazy, 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 like the added fees on these things. So it's not that it should be free. It's what shouldn't you have to pay extra for? Maybe that's what the question should be. What should you not have to pay extra for? And for you would be internet access. I love that answer. Yeah. That's actually, that is, that's, I like that kind of that twist or that pivot on that question. That is, what are you willing to trade? Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's not, but yeah, I like that. I like that. That's a, that's a more accurate way to think about it. Um, cool. Take it. Next question. What is an obvious lie you think we all accept to make each other feel good? Okay. I'll go, I'll go first on this one. I'll do the same thing I did in the last one, which is take this really high-level, esoteric. Um, almost everything is a lie. Hmm. <laughs> the value of money. Okay. okay, unpack that. Laws are made up and not real. Governments. Mm-hmm. A country. The United States is made up. It's a, The United States is a lie. It doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. Yep. We just all agree that it is a thing. And we agree that... Mm-hmm. If you step over this line, you're in a different country. Corporations, everything is just, yeah. it's all lies and made up. Okay. Now that's the Ben Bergeron answer. <laughs> now the more. Um, does that make you feel like, what does it, just out of curiosity, because I'm, I'm, I'm there with you, but like, is that a good thing that we're able to tell ourselves these stories and then create these things? Yes. No, those are good lies. Those are good. Those are very good. Without those lies yeah, in place, religion, yeah. like all without all these, without those things that we like all agree upon, like money made it so much easier, right? Because before you had to go like, hey, I have this. How many fur. goats is that worth? You have this <laughs> mug. You have this mug. I'll trade you this fur for that mug. And people go like, no way. This, this, this thing, this thing's worth like this fur is worth fifteen mugs. And it's like, it's just the money thing helped out a lot, right? Laws help out a lot. Religion helps out a lot. Government helps out a lot. So um, they're good. It makes us feel good. And that's a good thing. I'm not saying we shouldn't have these things, but the understanding of what we accept as reality, um, pull the curtain back a little bit because it's not reality. It's just agreed upon stories, belief systems. Yep. Okay. But but the more fun answer is um That's a pretty fun answer. Uh, here's one that we we say I'll do one that we say to ourselves and I'll do one that we say to mm-hmm. each other. So the one that we do to ourselves is it's a lie, but we say if I just had more time, I would dot dot mm. dot. If I just had more time, I'd be so healthy. I'd go to the gym all the time. If I just had more time, I'd start that I'd write a book. If I just had more time, I would spend more time with my kids. That's a lie. We just do it because it pacifies ourselves into the really harsh judgment that you're all, you have enough time. You're choosing, you're choosing to do the other stuff. That's a harsh reality for a lot of people to kind of accept. Like it's for, so much easier for me to say, I don't have the right. time to be at my kid's soccer practice. You do have the time to be at your kid's soccer practice. You're choosing to do the alternative. So that's a lie we tell ourselves. Um, the next one is what we tell other people, but we don't actually mean it. I think we really do think we mean it when we say it, which is 
after someone experiences a tragedy, like the loss of a loved one, we say like, call anytime, I'm there for you, anything you need. And I actually don't, I think sometimes that's true when you're saying to someone you really do care about, but people actually do that as like at the end of an, a condolence letter or an email. They're like, reach out anytime, I'm there to do anything. You're like, great, could you pick up my kids from soccer at three o'clock and bring them home and give them a shower and get them ready for bed? And because I could really, it's like, oh, actually I have my own kids. It's like, but it makes us feel good to say we're there for you to do anything. Um, again, I, like if you're doing that with like someone in your family, you actually do mean it, but I think people throw that out, like call anytime, reach out for, reach out with anything. Um, we don't mean with anything. We mean, reach out with the stuff that I'm willing to help out with. (laughs) Which is a less nice thing to put at the end of a condolence letter. But it makes us, it makes us and the other person feel good. I'm here to help to do anything. You think I'm here to help out to do anything. Cool. We agree. It's not the truth, but we both feel good that that's where we're at in this relationship. Got it. What do you got? Okay. So <clears throat> I think, uh, so, uh, what's an obvious lie you think we should, we all accept to make each other feel good. I think my answer is, is that it's, it's, it's kind of half a lie. Uh, and that's, it, that's this idea that like, um, uh, that we're, we need to kind of love and accept ourselves fully. And I think that that's half a lie. And, and, and the idea being like, you've got to love and accept yourself fully. And that's how you become happy. That's how whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I think that that's half true. I think the other half of it though, without it, it becomes a lie. And the other part of it is that you still have to want to get better. And I, by which I mean, like, it's not enough to just be self-satisfied, at least in my opinion. It's not enough to just be self-satisfied, to, to love yourself fully, to accept yourself fully. Yes, you have to do that. But then you also need to push yourself. Then you also need to say, mm. that's not enough. Right. Or in, in, this, in however way you would describe that or define that, I'm still mm. going to push myself toward better. And without that second half, the idea that we're just here to love ourselves and accept ourselves fully, that is a lie. And I think that's a lie we tell ourselves to feel better. And uh, we, we tell ourselves to feel better so that we don't have to go through the discomfort of saying, yeah, but I could be more. I could be something. Yeah, I like that. That's uh, I think it's a, I think people misinterpret that and that's what leads to it. Mm. So when people says like, you have to love yourself, they hear that as, um, um, as you're saying, like, you don't need to try harder. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you're, um, a hundred pounds overweight, it means you don't need to change that. Mm -hmm. And that's not what it means, but I think people misinterpret it as that. What it means is don't judge yourself Mm. along the journey. That's what loving yourself means is like, don't, we all have faults. We all have um, bad thoughts run through our head. We all make mistakes. There's everyone in the world has something that they could be guilty for. Um, So what we need to do is not let that, we have to love ourselves regardless of those conditions. Mm-hmm. 
And then from there, it doesn't mean don't continue to strive to be better. But it's really hard to continue to strive to be better if you don't allow yourself the freedom to make the mistakes and know that it's going to be a bumpy road mm-hmm. and you're um, you're going to have some bad thoughts. And because what people do is they they take the other side and they um, they're not satisfied. They don't love where they are. They yeah. push really hard and they push and push and push and push and they get to where they want to be and they're still not happy. Yeah. It's like. That's why I like what you said about it's a half truth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, you've, you, the, the way we talk about it a lot here is you putting your ladder up against the wrong wall. And I think if you don't have the first half of that, if you don't learn at least to love and accept yourself more, then when you go out and try to make yourself better, you'll end up pushing towards something that isn't actually right. going to make you better, right? Because you've missed the first half. <laughs> you've missed the first part of that equation, which is you've got to accept yourself as uh, for for who you are so that you can then, when you push, you push in the right direction and you don't go push in the direction that whatever your your dad wishes you pushed in or your or society does or social media or whatever. Because that thinking then, if I do that, then I'll I'll go, I'll accept myself. When I'm that person, then I'll accept myself. It doesn't work like that. You've got to accept yourself first so that you know where to go. And then you go as hard as you can. Right. So, you know, the Buddha says that life is suffering. And what I mean by that is like we all have these like, this chatter in our heads that's like constant levels of fill in the blank, anxiety, doubt, insecurities, um, fears, regrets, whatever it is. And that's what we constantly live like that. And the love yourself thing is like, get past that part. It's just get past that part. And you get past that part, you can, as you're saying, be your true self and do what you want that will create a, a fulfilled life for you. Mm-hmm. Next question. What advice would you give a teenager about to start high school? You're up. Me first. So we've done a question like this similar to on Hopper Talk. I forget which episode, one of the earlier ones. Um, but I think it was just focused on like, what, what would you tell a teenager or something like that? So this is a little bit more specific. Um, and I think I, I, I prefaced my answer then as, and I'll, I'll do it again, which is like anybody telling a teenager advice is they're, they're just telling themselves something that they wish they had listened to or understood at that period of life. Um, and that's very much what my, my answer or my advice is. This is the thing that I wish most desperately that I heard and that I heard deeply enough to understand and that I understood enough to actually act upon um, because I absolutely did not. And the piece of advice is don't make or not make decisions based in fear. Um, when I, when I think about high school when I think about, especially that kind of going into high school, cause I went into a new high school, I didn't know anybody. Um, and, uh, and I was shy and quiet and all the, all the things that make going into a new high school even harder. And I think about all the things that I did or didn't do. And so many of them were just purely out of fear, out of fear of whatever the thing is that I thought it was going to happen. Um, and so thinking about advice I would give a teenager, and it's hard to get or give somebody going into high school. And it's hard to understand this, obviously, as of whatever age that is, 13, 14. Um, but if you could really get yourself to understand, not that fear is going to happen, because it is, but don't, but do as best, do, as well as you can, 
don't make decisions solely because you're scared of what might happen or don't make decisions because you're scared um, of what, uh, of, of the alternative, making decisions based out of fear will get you nowhere you want to go. You know, I think about myself again, cause this is very much the advice that I wish I, I understood I got two, two big things in high school that happened in the first, well, one happened in the first year. Um, but then the rest kind of chased me. But the first is that I, I, uh, um, I baseball was always the sport that I loved the most going, going into high school. And I was, uh, this was a very tight knit kind of baseball team that I walked into and because I was new, because I was quiet, because whatever other reason I ended up being kind of the, the kid everybody picked on and made fun of on that mm. baseball team. And I let it crush me. And I quit after freshman year. I just like, I couldn't stomach the idea of going back to it sophomore year. And it was the sport that I like, that was the sport I loved the most. And I was lucky. I, I kind of fell into track and field and I was good enough at that. And I had some fun with that. So I, I don't, uh, so the, the story doesn't end poorly, but like, I look back at that and I think the only reason I quit was because I was scared of what would happen again, or scared that that freshman year would repeat itself. Um, and that sucks. And then the other thing that I always think about in high school is every time I would go to, uh, to the, the, a school play or a musical or a performance of some kind, I would sit in the audience and I would think the entire time I want to go and do that thing. I want to be up there. And I never let myself get close to, to doing that. And that sucks because who knows what could happen. If nothing else, I could have probably would have had a lot of fun. <laughs> right. And so those are the two big things when I think about high school where I made a decision or I didn't make a decision purely out of fear, purely out of fear. And I wish that I had not. Man. Yeah. I can relate to a lot of that. Yeah. That's, uh, I think a lot of kids would benefit from that advice. Forget. I wish I'll, I wish I knew how not to. Not even kids. I, not even kids, because yeah. people carry that yeah. still. Totally. Right. It's. I wish I knew how to translate that into again. Just thinking about the the high school kid. Like I wish I knew how to translate that into something tangible <laughs> for that 13, 14 year old. Because that's. I mean, it's a big thing. Fear is going to be present. It's going to be omnipresent. But what do you do with it? Like I, I still feel like I, <laughs> I struggle with how to make how not to make decisions based on fear, even now. Yeah. And I think about myself as a 13, like I, I, and you know, maybe I'll throw it out to you just because we're talking about it. Like what, what did, like, how do you turn that into something real? Especially for a 13, 14 year old. I don't, and I wish what I knew. What do you mean by turning into something real? Well, I, like actually not make decisions based on fear. Mm. Like actually figure out, or maybe just like check yourself. Am I doing this purely out of fear? Is there something that I want to be doing that I'm not letting myself doing? Whatever it might be. I don't know. Just some way like, because so, again, 13, 14, like it's hard enough to get, get them to understand these things. Cause it's just, it's just hard to, but then like, okay, great. Yeah. I understand fear. I should avoid that. Wow. <laughs> like, what does that mean for next Tuesday? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, um, so it's boldness, courage, confidence, yeah. right? It's being courageous. That's what it really means because the fear isn't going to go away, mm -hmm. right? And um, courage isn't the lack of fear. It's having fear and acting anyway. Mm -hmm. So it really becomes a matter of how do you create mm -hmm. courage? Yeah. How do you, yep. Um, yep. Spot on. And I think that, you know, that might be a segue into my piece of advice in, mm -hmm. in a way. Um. 
So the advice I would give to a teenager about to start high school is the experiences you're about to have have a single purpose. And that is for you to learn, grow, and evolve from them. And that's that's the same advice I would give to anybody. I actually think that's the mo- one of the more powerful things that you can you can understand is that is the purpose of life. Mm-hmm. Is the purpose of life is for us to have experiences. Not sunshine rainbows awesome experiences, it's to have experiences. And what we need to be able to do is learn, grow and evolve from those experiences. So a kid especially thinks everything that happens to them is the most important thing that's happening in the world. Yeah. So somebody says something about them um, on social media and their world falls apart. Um, they are walking through the cafeteria and they trip and spill their um, their entire lunch all over and everyone laughs at them. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's horrifying. They um, get up to uh, give a presentation and they have a stuttering problem and their their world folds on top of itself. We are supposed to have, you know, this is kind of like the, the, the bigger, higher thing again is as human beings, as every living thing on planet earth, everything on planet earth is here for a single purpose and that purpose and that is to evolve. It's just to continue the perpetual motion of betterments and betterments and betterments until hopefully we maybe find utopia or heaven on earth or whatever it might be. But that is what we're trying to do is mind, body, and soul continue to evolve. There is one really powerful way. So you could do that through. So evolve mind, body, and soul and spirit, whatever you want to call it. You could do that through a bunch of different practices. Like you could meditate, you could journal, you could walk in the woods, you could go become a monk. And But the real way to do it is to have experiences with that perspective. Mm-hmm. It's that perspective. When you have that perspective, all of a sudden you have a North Star for why life is happening to you the way it is. And the more challenging life becomes, the faster you learn, grow, and evolve. If you have that perspective, if you don't, man, like all you can see is the mountain in front of you that you need to climb. That's all you see. But if you have the perspective of what this means, you know, it's Nietzsche's thing with, with enough why you can experience anyhow. So what you need to do is understand the whys. Why, why do people make fun of me? Patrick, on the freshman year of baseball team, why are they making fun of you, Patrick? And the reason is this is happening to you on purpose so you can grow. If this wasn't here, you'd still have those insecurities. You'd still be walking around. This needs to happen now. And your freshman year of high school, this needs to happen so we can grow from this. Mm -hmm. And when you have that perspective, it gives a why to it. And then we can tolerate it. And we don't have this crazy amounts of mass teen suicide and depression and um, medications that kids are on. 
because they can't understand why these things would happen to them. And parents can't understand it. Why would this happen to my kid? What? It's going to happen. It's going to, it's actually happening on purpose. It's a gift. This is being given to you. So when you're late for a meeting, this happened the other week for me. I'm, I went home. I was able to go home really quickly for lunch. Actually, it's because I forgot my lunch, but I forgot <laughs> my lunch. I had to leave the gym, go home, grab lunch really quickly. I had to scoop back to the gym. As I'm going to like turn like in the kitchen, I hit like my Tupperware on the corner of the fridge and my entire lunch spills all over the floor. And right away I go, ha, I like, I, I was actually kind of like, this is cool. This stuff is working. I went like, and I'm re I'm late for a meeting as it is. I go, ha, like this is happening on purpose. Like it's telling me, this is a, like, can you stay calm? Can you stay present? Can you not get more anxious because this is happening? It's happening on purpose. This is happening for you to learn right now, right now. If this happened when you weren't in a rush, you wouldn't learn as much. But this is why it's happening. So you can recognize triggers. You can recognize the, the disturbances. You can recognize the resistance you have. You can recognize the emotional responses and grow, learn become a greater being. Something similar just happened to me actually a couple of days ago. Uh, and I had the same similar response and I was happy with it, which is we were coming back from a little vacation and, and, uh, we were at the airport TSA took forever. And so we, we got to the gate five minutes before the flight was supposed to take off and they had closed the doors. They weren't letting us on. And, uh, I never missed a flight before, which doesn't mean anything other than like that was the first. And, uh, and let me just say, I was the calmest one there of, of the group of people who <laughs> weren't being let on the plane. Um, and I recognized it in that moment. I mean, partially because I could see what the alternative response to this situation was. I was like, I'm not that. Yeah. So that's good. And um, it's okay to be that. It's okay to be that. But if it's not going to matter in five years, don't let it take more than five minutes. Because that's what we like. If something bad happens, it's human nature to have a. That's what's kept us alive. It's a fight or flight response. Yep. You're supposed to have a really quick gut, internal, emotional reaction. That's totally fine. What we can't do is hold on to it and let it yeah. eat us up. We let it go in five minutes. So if you go like, ah, oh, God. Oh, I can't believe this that flight. This sucks. I can't believe I'm going to miss my kids. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, yep. ah. okay. Okay. Who wants to go get some food? <laughs> like, okay. Like, yep. okay. Got a few more minutes to work on that presentation. Okay. Whoo. Um, we can be overnight. Like you guys want to go get a, watch a movie. <laughs> like, like that's all, that's what you need to do. That's fine. What, for your lunch, your lunch disaster, what was the, what was the, other than kind of, uh, taking a deep breath? Did, did you just say, okay, I guess I'm not eating today or like, what, what was the, floor. how did you spend? I'm a savage. I picked up the floor, <laughs> put it back in the Tupperware and left the door and ate it when I got here. <laughs> boy. Good job. Okay. I love it. <laughs> five minute rule. Five awesome. minutes rule. Five minute five rule. Absolutely. 
Um, and my story actually has a happy ending because the there were, it was raining at the time, and so we went to uh, we went to where you go, kind of change whatever I forget what they call it, rebooking, uh, and stood in line for five or ten minutes trying to figure out if we could get another flight. And then the gate agent came and found us and said, "Come on, let's go," and they let us okay. back on the plane. <laughs> so we got lucky because it was raining. Um, so we ended up getting home on time. All right. Last question we've got for this episode of Hopper Talk. What is something that is associated with intelligence that should not be? You go first. The ability to read fa read fast and read well. So people that go like, mm. oh, I, I, somebody can read a book really fast. That has nothing to do with intelligence. It's a skill set mm -hmm. that could probably maybe be associated with it. Because if you read really fast, you, have, you could have the ability to um, – absorb more information, but reading fast has nothing to do with absorption more. or reading comprehension yep. mm -hmm. or yep. increase of knowledge or intelligence at all. Mm -hmm. It's just a correlate to it. And you see that a lot. Um, and the second one, which is kind of similar is public speaking. Somebody that is very good at public speaking mm -hmm. doesn't mean they know what they're talking about. It means that they've honed their presentation skills. They're an actor, like an actor, right? is a phenomenal public speaker. It does not mean that they are intelligent, <laughs> but you see like right. people speak really well. And they're like, that's a really smart guy. Like, wow, look how well they present. So those are my two. I think one is because I'm not a fast reader. So it like irks me. Yeah. And the next is, <laughs> um, I feel like I'm a fairly decent public speaker, but it doesn't, it don't associate that with me being smart. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, my answer was very much on the back of the previous question. Uh, and I just couldn't get my head uh, off of it, which is, I think one thing that is associated with intelligence that shouldn't be as good grades. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I know what it means like, I'm, because I, I, where I thought you were, I, I thought your answer was going to be because of that yeah. last one was confidence. Mm, that's Con interesting. Confidence in yep. like confident people seem really, like they got it all together. They're really totally. smart. They're really, and it's not like you could be confident and be empty inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. Charisma is dangerous. <laughs> charisma. Yeah. Charisma yeah. would be the better word there, which yeah. is kind of like the public speaking thing a little bit, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about good grades. Uh, I think good grades are, you know, grades are invented to, to, to create, fear and compliance in kids. It's the only reason grades are necessary. It's because I need, I need to scare you enough that you pay attention to this thing that you inherently don't care about mm -hmm. so that I, and so, you know, I need to scare you with it, with this idea of failure. And so I'm going to give you grades and that's how we're going to judge you based on, yeah. you know, we're going to judge your intelligence, but, but man, like I, I was a solid B minus student my whole life. And, and look at you now. And look at me now. I have a podcast. So ha ha. Ha ha world. It's like Einstein's. Uh, he's like, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. <laughs> That's right. Right. Yeah. It's like you put these kids that could be studs, like amazing world changers. And you put them in these little tiny desks and ask them to recite facts back to you or comprehend equations. It's like. That's not what this person this not what this person was put on earth to do. And yet we lay this entire judgment on the entirety of the worth of this kid in society based off their ability to this very, very peculiar skill set. 
Right. 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 Which is, it's all based off of the, you know, the industrial revolution, which is like, let's teach kids cogs to be cogs. Exactly. Yeah. We got to give them a certain skill set that they can then be inserted into X, Y, or Z place in the manufacturing plant so that they can do this thing and so on. It has nothing to do with ability to be um, an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, a world changer a great dad or you know as you said like intelligence in general it's one specific skill set yeah um you have more experience in this than i do but i but i think about it and obviously it will come how do you think about talk about deal with grades in the in the bergeron house like think about the older kids obviously they're kind of moving beyond that but the the littles are are coming up on it how do you like how do you and heather Think about it, look yeah. at it, treat grades. Well, it's really interesting. So for a little background, um, so Heather and I, um, Heather has um, a son and a daughter who I'm a step parent to. Um, uh, and they are a senior in high school and a senior in college. Both of them get terrific grades. Uh, Maya um, is on the academic honor roll. She's a D1 athlete. She's on the academic honor roll um, as a double major um, Jonah, um, is applying to college right now. He got straight A's the last one. Neither one of them started out that way at all. They were both Mm. had really hard times in school. Um, we take probably a little bit different approach, um, than the other side of their family does. Um, but we, when they come home with straight A's, we say, um, nice, glad you worked hard. We don't care about grades. Hmm. And we come up with bad grades. We said, as long as you worked hard, we don't care about grades because we don't. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I don't want to judge someone's self worth, which is what you're going to end up. Do. You're, you're going to pretend like, no, it's just about work ethic and school. And no, it's the fish in the tree. Like, mm-hmm. So I don't want to lay any extra judgment on that kid, on that kid. Um, Based off that, now work ethic is something different. Like yeah. I, I, I want our kids to have the discipline to be able to do the work. I want them to. And sometimes you don't like the work, but you still got to do the work. That's what discipline is: doing something you don't like, like you love it. So that's a different thing. But we don't. The results are outside their control. Effort, preparation in your control. Re- grades, results outside your control. Why would I ever reward somebody? For great job. You made it sunshine today. Awesome. I'm mm-hmm. so glad you made the sunshine today. Completely outside of their control. And punish them every day it rained. Like, <laughs> yep. You know, it's John Wooden stuff of like, you could prepare your athletes as good as you could possibly do it. They could work for the entire season, the entire four years of their career with you. They could do everything perfect and they still might not win a game. Like that's actual reality. They might, because you might have a bunch of like playing basketball. Maybe everyone on the team is five foot one. Like you're not going to win a lot of games. It's just the nature of it. But if you judge people based off of the results on the scoreboard, when that's just not what they're set up to do, they could be trying their hardest. Like, well, why? And and likewise, this is my brother growing up. My brother was brilliant. Um, You know, went to... Um, Georgetown as a math major and got perfect scores on his SATs. 
He never worked a day. He never worked at all in high school. He never did anything. Mm. He's just gifted. So why are you going to reward him for doing like amazing in school when he didn't do anything? He didn't do anything. Mm. He played video games all high school. <laughs> it makes no sense. What's he doing now though? Is he still playing video games? I don't. I don't know actually. He's got. <laughs> he's got little kids now, like little little kids. So probably not. Yeah. He's probably just trying to right. find time to sleep. <laughs> I mean, man, that was fun as always. Hopper talk. Uh, thank you everybody out there for listening. Thank you for your ratings and your reviews. Ben and I will be back next week for another episode of chasing excellence. You can get every episode of chasing excellence, wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube until next time. Thank you for listening.